The 90s was the decade when British culture reclaimed its position at the artistic centre of the world. Not since the swinging 60s had art, comedy, fashion, film, football, literature, music and politics interwoven into a blooming of national self-confidence. It was the era of lad culture, ladettes, girl power, hedonism, a time when the country united through a resurgence of patriotism and a celebration of all things British. Stella McCartney and Alexander McQueen in fashion, Gazza and David Beckham in football, Tracy Emin, Damien Hirst and the young British artists, at the cinema, four weddings and a funeral and train spotting. It was the time of Britpop, the Spice Girls, and even the three surviving Beatles recording together again. Loaded Magazine was launched for men who should know better, and Chris Evans reinvented the Radio 1 breakfast show before launching TFI Friday, providing a hub for cool Britannia revelry. The resurgence of artistic endeavour frequently led the national news and the country's thirst for celebrity gossip was wetted and duly served by a ravenous media. Spin was the new buzzword and as marketing and branding entered a golden age of influence, the country bathed in an innocence oblivious to the looming digital revolution of the new millennium. If Cool Britannia was distilled to a single image, Tony Blair shaking hands with Noel Gallagher at a Downing Street reception party in the wake of New Labour's 1997 election victory would undoubtedly satisfy popular mythology. On the surface, the triumphant Prime Minister ingratiating himself with one of the decade's cultural icons, both basking in one another's reflected glory, defined the spirit of the age. But as with all good stories, there are nuances, subtleties and contradictions to be told. Cool Britannia as a concept had a deeper and far greater ambition than pop stars and politicians sipping champagne together and sharing a joke in the eye of the media lens. Exasperated by the Labour Party's fourth successive general election defeat in 1992, key thinkers on the left began to reassess the identity of the parliamentary party and on a grander scale, the image of Britain on the world stage. The emergent story was of a nation cowering in the shadow of its former glories. Empire, Shakespeare, royal dynasties and in need of a contemporary narrative. Naturally, the Union Jack became a symbol of renewal and coupled with a desire to embrace post-war cultural achievement, a freshly named New Labour embarked on a modernisation programme fit for the 21st century. By coincidence, the Union Jack was simultaneously being adopted by a new wave of artists, noticeably across music and fashion. Kate Moss was photographed on a catwalk in a Galliano Union Jack jacket. The face superimposed Damon Albarn a blur against a backdrop of red, white and blue. And Jerry Hallowell left little to the imagination, performing at the Brits in a self-styled national flag Gucci mini dress, complete with a CND logo on the reverse. The happy confluence of progressive political thinking and patriotic cultural expression led to one of the great ironies of the 1990s. 
cool Britannia occurred under a conservative government. In 1996, as Newsweek declared London the coolest city on the planet and Vanity Fair, London swings again, Prime Minister John Major may well have judged the jubilant mood of the nation as a welcome fillip to the government's flagging popularity. With the general public seemingly in a continuous state of heightened rapture, be it around Euro 96 and the possibility of England winning their first major football tournament in 30 years, or the fifth of the population who applied for tickets to see Oasis at Nebworth, the Labour Party faced the possibility of the national mood lifting the stature of the Conservative Party and returning it to power for a record-breaking fifth successive term. When interviewed for this book, both Alistair Campbell and Tony Blair expressed mild shock when reminded that Cool Britannia predated Labour's return to power in May 1997. Popular apologue marries the boom with Blair. It is a misconception not entirely without foundation. Although Blair never spoke the words Cool Britannia, whether by default or deaf chicanery, the leader of the Labour Party was indelibly linked with the brandy phenomenon. The face of a new, young, dynamic leader chimed with the country's aspirations for modernity after 18 years of conservative rule. Blair represented hope and optimism and symbolised a kingpin who could lead the nation in an expanding international arena. Yet, despite Blair's linguistic restraint, Alistair Campbell assimilated the vernacular of Cool Britannia and with it aligned Labour's presentation with the cultural zeitgeist. Intriguingly, behind the media limelight, an influential third man enters the subplot. As a strategist and a speechwriter, Peter Hyman was a key member of the Labour Party's inner circle and an advocate for national identity renewal. His analysis of Cool Britannia leads to the profound judgment that had the project been successful, Britain today would not be experiencing a crisis of identity in the wake of the electorate's majority vote to leave the European Union at the 2016 referendum.